0: Welcome to Arch Rivals Football season four. Sponsored by Raz Energy, Steiner Sports, and Super Draft Pro. Here is your starting lineup for season four. Number 20, Darnell, the Playmaker Salads. Number 96, Alex, the Bear Man, Alcazar. And number 69, Ricky, the Master of Mayhem, Lit Winkowicz. Kickoff is starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Archbibald's football. Week 2 is in the books. A lot of craziness happening in Week 2. That's the reason why you don't see the, the mess of mayhem on the screen, because he's hiding, because he's trying to hide from what is coming his way. But you know me to play Megadon in silence there. Switching the worlds, filling in right now. My brother out there in Texas, Alex is like, how you doing, sir? I'm actually doing pretty good. Doing pretty good and i brought a guest in because his team was on monday night and i felt the need that if it went the way that i thought it was gonna go i should bring him on and that's my man who represents the philadelphia eagles and a man who has helped me on my journey in this sports media world eric wilson how you doing
2: man thank you so much for having me on this is a blessing and uh hey playmaker you do your thing man as long as i can be there for you you know what's up you know what time it is
1: yeah, I really appreciate everything you do for me, but I'm not gonna take too much of your air time because he has other business that I'm busy one man, and I know it. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh fellas, Monday night football. we started off with the Bills and the Titans up in Archer Park of Buffalo. And let's be honest. Did we not <laughs> see this coming? Did we not see this coming?
3: Let me just let me just say this, if I may. <clears throat> if you're a wrestling fan you'll definitely get a kick out of this. Will somebody stop the damn match? Enough's enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's about time we acknowledge the Buffalo Bills for who they are. And I know it's only two weeks in, but they handed it to the defending champs opening night and then followed that up with just basically doing whatever they wanted to to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, goodness gracious. Someone please stop the bleeding. Throw the towel in something.
3: Mike and Rocky, that, throw, throw the towel.
2: It was a deep. And uh,
1: I was on somebody else's show, and they asked me, "Uh, what should what, what was my thing for the Titans? But I told them, I said, y'all better take the cover because the avalanche kind coming.
3: Hey, Playmaker, and, you know, it's, inter- it's interesting you asked us if we saw this coming because you remember the prediction I made when we made our picks for the season. And you, know what, you remember what I said about Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think in my case I can definitely justify
1: saying that I did see this coming. And I'm just gonna say this, and I'm pretty sure the master Man he can chime in too. Well, we, when we did the South, so we all looked and jacked it up right about now because nothing's going on right in the UFC. South right about now,
0: no comment.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, uh, you know, I'll chime in and say when you look at this division, the fact that Jacksonville is leading the AFC South, I think should speak volumes to not only the quarterbacks that are in this division, but also who's coaching. Frank Reich is supposed to be this phenomenal head coach, and you have all the weapons that you could possibly need, and your quarterback last year couldn't get it done, and it looks like this year it's more of the same. Houston, listen, I love Lovie Smith, and I think Davis Mills is a serviceable quarterback. But there has been more of the same with them. And then Tennessee, I told everybody after A.J. Brown came to Philly, I said, the Tennessee Titans are going to be one-dimensional. You're going to give the ball to King Henry, and you're going to let him just run over people. And now we're seeing defenses, what are they doing? Putting eight in the box and saying, Okay, run through us if you can.
1: King here is not doing that. I hate to say it. King here is coming out struggling. And you know you don't want to put a ball around Tenny's ankle after what happened in that uh, ALC divisional game with Cincinnati. Which I'm gonna get to later with, the, with those Bengals, or oh, as the, the master man want to call them bungles which they lived up to on
3: sunday Speaking but of seen that he got benched
2: didn't
3: he Who, joe burrow so.
2: no no Tannehill. Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill. Uh, yeah yeah malik willis did come in but from my understanding there really wasn't that much of a difference
3: i mean yeah
2: <laughs>
3: the damage had been done so at the end of the day uh it was pointless right
2: let the kid get some reps see what he's got you know you drafted him in the third round fourth round whatever it was and you know put him out there let's see what he's capable of doing or not doing
1: mm-hmm. all right now let's get to the other game the other game which i thought would be a lot more closer than a foul team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can thank me or just thank me because i actually gave alex the opportunity to pick the runner and he wanted to go with me and Ricky and go with Minnesota and Philly. Just oh my gosh!
2: Can I just say here on Arch Rivals Football for everybody who thinks that the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to be a true contender this year, I want y'all to keep that same energy. Please keep that same energy right now, because you're 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 talking and you're looking at someone who has been ride or die since '76. Okay. I grew up. I know this city. I know this team. I have watched us suffer the four eleven and one seasons, the four and twelves, barely getting into the playoffs, the coachings that we've had to go through, the lack of weapons that we've had to go through, the quarterbacks who were relevant for like two games and then we couldn't find them now things are beginning to fall into place for us again. And listen, I'll be the first one to say, I was not a fan of our head coach when he first got off that plane in a beard in his initial press conference. Not a fan. I made it very clear. I did not like you. That is not how you show up to a job interview, especially one when you are bestowed the honor of being one of 32 head coaches in the NFL. But at this particular juncture, I will say he has made a little bit of a believer in me. I believe more in his coaching staff, but I believe in him as well because at the end of the day, he believes in us. And that's what we need. So for everybody who is still sleeping or just starting to wake up on Philly, no, no, no. Y'all can go back to bed. It's okay. We got this. We understand what lay before us. And we knew what we needed in order to be successful. Detroit gave us a run from our, our money. And I think people are sleeping on Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be a lot better come the end of the season, the regular season, than most people think. But for Philadelphia, listen, I will be their biggest cheerleader. I will also be their biggest critic. And right now, two weeks' time, what I have seen this team do against defenses that are good, I have to say to you, this reminds me of years past where we're going to put a lot of critics we're going to silence a lot of them this season okay
1: so uh where should we should we start with the offensive performance or should we start with the defensive performance from last night
2: you can go either way bro which, which way you want to take this the bear of texas he ain't saying nothing because i know he's a cowboys fan and i know he got hate in his heart that i'm even on on arch rivals football right now, but that's okay. No, all right. He has some capabilities to win the division. division dude. You did no. wow. Keep it, keep it, keep so keep you a sensible Cowboys game. fan? Okay, I like you. Okay, okay. 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 you
3: were. M- M- Mr. Sensible. Mr. Wilson, if I may, I'm usually bury the team more than I. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah. I'm not. i, I've won't say, defi-
1: I won't I've say sensible
3: defi- Cowboy fans. Believe me, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, let me just say it like this. Cowboy fans that say this is our year. Let me, the best way to describe them they're, they're idiots right i i can't stand them let me if, if that clarifies the cowboy fan then i am
2: okay all right he's
1: he's one of the in
3: other words I, in other words is. it's comments i got common sense
2: okay I hey, listen i can respect that i, can yeah, respect I mean that. i i yeah. would still never pick your team to win let me be very clear when i do my picks every week there are two teams i choose i pick whoever's Whoever is playing Dallas, and I will pick Philly. Those are the two teams that every single week I will pick. That's just who I am.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I respect it. I mean, you make your picks. I mean, you know, like that. So, but no, no, I, I pick. I did pick the Eagles to win the division. And in fact, it, I mean, Darnell can even tell you the record I predicted for Dallas anyway.
1: Thirteen and four.
3: No, that was not me. That was no, that was Ricky. You
1: no, know, Ricky didn't even pick the Eagles to win the division.
3: He picked, he picked the Cowboys, Cowboys, but I did not pick the Cowboys to go I did not pick the Cowboys to go 13
1: and 4. Yes, and you did. I can go back and look at if you want me to.
2: Oh, All right, go ahead, he got, but he, he I'm said. He, got, sure I didn't. he said he got receipts. Okay. <laughs> somebody, somebody got
1: with what we saying on here.
2: <laughs> Listen, man, our offense, when you add complimentary pieces, you know, first off, I don't think I've seen our running backs this depth in a very long time. Between Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott, you can even throw Jalen in there as the fourth running back because you know that brother can take off if and when needed. It's it, it's it's refreshing to be able to have a run game that is going to help us move the chains. And then with the wide receivers and also our tight ends, Jalen now has Third, fourth, and maybe even a fifth read to look and see. As long as he can keep the play going and extend the play, someone eventually is gonna get open. If you try to double team one of our guys, that you might as well you might as well forget about it. We put in six on the board. Okay. The addition of AJ Brown, great. Devontae Smith, love him. You know, Dallas Goddard is a tight end that a lot of people now are just throwing into their scouting report because they understand where he fits in. And then our offensive line, which by the way, I know I shouldn't be critical of this, but our offensive line needs to stop to be, it needs to stop being ineligible receivers downfield. Like y'all know where you're supposed to go, stay in your lane and let the rest of our crew do what they gotta do. But to see that happen At least three times last night, I was like, if we get one more ineligible receiver, downfield penalty, you know, at a time where we were up and we were winning, that's what I mean by I'm very critical about what my team can do. Defensively, I got Fletcher Cox. I got Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, I got Epps in there. This defense, again, Reminds me of those defenses that have stood up to every offense, taking the best punch in the mouth and said, Avante Maddox throwing him out there as well, and and just said, look, you can try, but we're going to show you what an underdog is truly. We embody that.
1: Yeah, they looked it good. Bearman. man, what you take from last night with the Eagles and what they did to the Vikings?
3: Well, the Eagles, I mean, I've always said that the Eagles, I feel like they're one of those teams where they, they can basically be a, a Jekyll and Hyde. They can either be really good, they can either be really bad, or they could be me- mediocre. And so far, they're actually showing signs of really showing great potential. So, so I mean, that win against Detroit, I mean, Philadelphia did make a mistake that nearly cost them, but luckily, luckily for them, it didn't. But, you know, because Detroit, you know, Detroit putting up 35 points on them can't be, you can't ignore it. But now you take a look at, they beat a Vikings team that beat Green Bay, but again, it was primetime, wasn't it? And we all know the whole issue with uh, Captain Kirk and primetime, so basically, we we really shouldn't be surprised. I mean, especially Kirk Cousins throwing three interceptions, Uh, it's kind of what we expected, wouldn't you say?
1: I I I don't remember, but did somebody bring that up and try to make somebody change their mind to go Philly? Yeah, they didn't want to go Philly. I yeah.
3: On, by the way, uh, you might want to check your messenger, Darnell, because I got my uh, record for the Cowboys prediction. It was Eagles. I had thirteen and four, not Dallas. That's what I was saying.
1: You had the Eagles going thirteen and four.
3: Yeah, and
2: I have Dallas at nine and eight. Well, yeah. I will say that is something that i thought i would never see or hear in my lifetime um and a a cowboys fan projecting the eagles to go 13 and 4 listen i love my team but i am also a realist i believe i have them either at 11 and 6 or 12 and 5 because to your point barrett texas there are those jekyll and hyde moments where one week i'm looking at my team and i'm like oh we can't be touched and then another week I'm looking at my team and I'm like, who the devil are you? Like, where where is this coming from? Did y'all go out and forget to practice this week? Like, what is going on? So I I completely understand, and I thank you for that, but this is where I have to put my unbiased hat on and say, I know what we're capable of, but it's the NFL. And divisional games... Something Throw the rule book and the playbook and everything else out the window. Divisional games are always going to be where anything and everything is possible.
3: So, Well, Mr. Wilson, let me, let me quickly say this. What we saw from the Cowboys in week one, especially on offense, all those bad things were exactly what I have been saying on my Cowboys show for months and months and months. And for many months, Cowboy fans were really – telling me that I had no idea what I'm saying. So that's why I tweeted saying, you know, too hard on the Cowboys, am I? Because it was right there. <laughs> I mean, this week was obviously a different story, although there was still a lot of problems, but we'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, for me, it, yeah, I love my Cowboys. But if you love your team so much, and if you have respect for the for the game of football, and if you really want to stab yourself as a true journalist, you got to tell it like it is, even if that means, you know, criticizing your, your favorite team. At the end of the day, I'm just I just do my job, you know, to the best yeah, of my ability.
2: And y'all do it well here on Arch Rivals Football. Let me just say mm-hmm. I I can I can appreciate you know what y'all bring, and it's 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 refreshing. You know what I mean? Y'all aren't just I, talking out both sides of your neck. Yeah. So I
3: can't tell you. I mean, Mr. Wilson, playmaker speaks so highly of you. He showed me a lot of your work, and I'll be honest. I mean, I've I've learned you know I've learned some things from you too. I don't know if I've told you that before, but I've learned from you as well. I appreciate
2: that. I'm very humbled by that when I get those compliments from people um, and I've learned to have started accepting them more because I am my biggest critic. Like even the show that we did last night, I went back and looked at it and again. I'm always picking stuff apart. But thank you. That means a lot. And Playmaker oh. already knows, man, I, I just try to, you know, use what I do and, and share it with everybody. I ain't a man. I always say I'm never a hard man to find. And truly it, it is. I, I enjoy this. But playmaker, can I can I ask you a question before I ride out of here? Go ahead. Because I, I just need to know, because I have high expectations for your Super Bowl champion team.
1: You ain't the only one. That I know is in the background, dude too.
2: I do. I do. I want. I'm just checking in with you. That's all I'm doing. You won and one. I'm just checking in to see how you feeling thus far. That's all
1: when thursday get here i have to answer to that question when i do right now. so right okay. now i'm i'm stuck between two is two two ways at this moment okay i mean because look they, they did win but i don't like right. how they won
2: but a w is a w and i think we need to get past that point of you know i don't like how they won or how no no you won at the end of the day that's what people are going to remember See, us as journalists, we're gonna go back and look at the full tape and be like, see, we could have done this, or maybe if we had done that, and why did we do this here? But as just the average fan who appreciates Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights, all oh, they care about is the W. That's it. As long as you putting up W's and not putting up L's, hey, they love you. Hey,
1: that's why I love being in Rams groups on, on social media because I just
2: threw that question out
1: there. I got so many comments and so I said, Okay. And most people leaning one way, so when when I do Ramley talk, you'll know where I'm at. Okay. That that is fair. That, that is, is my name. brother Eric Wilson right there. Sports Arena. Mondays and Wednesdays. Alex Swimming's NFL Carousel Thursdays. That man does it all. That man is very busy and that man knows what he's doing. I thank you for coming on.
2: Appreciate gentlemen. Much love to you all at Ram uh, Arch Rivals Football keep up the good work man i'm gonna holler at y'all i'm gonna bring y'all on right. the sports movie. we're gonna have some fun
3: you have a good one sir it's great talking to you and ha- l- would love to have you back on again soon
2: oh yeah definitely we're gonna do this again thank you fellas all
3: right, all right let's, have take, a
2: good one. let's take a break let's get a get one of our
1: sponsors in here real quick and then when we come back we're gonna dive into what the heck
0: happened on sundays Paint Train, Pipe Bomb Productions, and the Playmakers blog are now both partnered with Fanatics. Fanatics is now your new home for all fan merchandise. From the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MLS, NASCAR, WWE, International Soccer Leagues, and Golf. Check out the links below for everyday deals on fanatics.com.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for that. And fanatics, yeah, go ahead and get everything that you need, whether it's basketball, football, whatever sports where you need. Fanatics is the way to go, and help on special deals that they got too. Also, if you want to support Arch Rivals, you can. Make a donation to the PayPal that's on down there to the get the bottom. And as we continue, our recap of what took place Sunday. Does either the bear man or the master man want to tell me uh, what happened on Sunday night?
3: <laughs> sorry, I just I, I I had to wait for the master man to give the no comment reaction, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so you want to know what happened on Sunday, playmaker? You 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 want a good answer. You want sophistication, but most of all, you want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? Mm-hmm. What we saw on Sunday is basically football because NFL football is unpredictable. So we kind of saw how we expected it too. Shocking results, surprising results, you know. Caught off guard, blindsided, however you want to describe the situation. The bottom line is we saw some unique football because we we didn't really get what we expected. But quite frankly, that's the blessing of football because, again, the fact that it's unpredictable, it makes it exciting.
1: Now, when it comes to Sunday night football, (laughs) it was the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, correct? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, now I know why uh, Master of Mayhem obviously has no comment because mm-hmm. you were the lone, you were the lone wolf. I know.
1: I lone group Aaron
3: Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm the guy who's afraid of going against Aaron Rodgers because it bites me right in the butt, right? And look at that, went against him, and look at that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to let Football
0: Nation know I did not watch anything after four o'clock. This is why I'm not saying anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's the guy uh, that I'm looking for? Uh who does Aaron Rodgers on? The Chicago Bears. Hmm. And that that and you just like this is I hate to say this bear man, but that is two picks. That I literally gave you statistics to pick the other team, and you refused to pick the other team. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I
3: can't just make a pick because somebody convinces me to. I mean, sometimes, okay, playmaker, sometimes you gotta make that pick, and it turns out to be merely a judgment call. I mean that that's part of that's part of our. Uh, that's part of our world, you know, making those kinds of picks, making a judgment call. I mean, that's not only part of our occupation. That's kind of part of life,
1: right? So your prime time games from Sunday night to the Monday night were all the same. One team took care of business. At home. Hmm. Green Bay was at home. You see what the final score was. Buffalo was at home. You seen what the final score was. Philly was at home. You seen what the final score was. Yeah, we did. So that's what happened. And now, since we got the primetime stuff out the way, let's get to the real heart of the matter, the one o'clock and the four o'clock games before we got to the primetime games. Because this is just... I really don't know.
3: Unpredictable.
1: Maybe this is the reason why the mess of him going through what he's going through. Because it was, this was one of the reasons I'm just looking like I don't understand. I really don't understand.
3: But you know what? It's so unpredictable. Are we? Are we even meant to understand it? Are we? I don't. I'm dude, I'm trying to figure it out. See, and, you're, uh, you're 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 dumbfounded. You're overwhelmed and you're dumbfounded because see, that's right there. Are we? We're are we seriously meant to understand it? What <laughs> what
1: games we got? You know, mm, 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 mm. so that's that's the last of the one o'clock slides to the fourth. You know what? I'm gonna start with this. Jimmy G's back. Yeah. So there. So there. there goes Ricky's
3: prediction. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Ricky was gonna mention this, but Ricky did tell me that he thought that Jimmy G was gonna land in Dallas. But there, there goes that. But I had said from the beginning, Dallas could not make. Dallas couldn't even make an offer to San Francisco. But it's not so much that they couldn't make an offer. The truth is, they they would not make an offer. They wouldn't even if they had no choice. But moving on, yeah, Jimmy G's back. Uh That that foot did not – it was not a pretty sight, was it,
1: Playmaker? First, all, huh. Lance, as he misses the rest of the season, and Sam Fran feels right where they want to be. At. Jimmy G's on the center, and they still got Debo Samuel, and George Kidders should be returning, but you're still going to be without two running backs. So You have to rely on Justin Wilson Jr. to carry the load for your running game, but nevertheless, you took care of business. You did what the Broncos should have did on their Monday night game in Seattle, but you did what you had to do against Seattle and San Fran. Thank you for that. Let's bring them damn Broncos. Well,
3: well, before we move on, uh, I've got a little bit of a verdict about San Fran and Seattle, if I may. Go ahead. Well, honestly, the fact that yeah, San Francisco goes from losing to Chicago, uh, and then of course a big win over Seattle. Well, uh, kind of looking at it, uh, George Kittle didn't even, didn't even make his return. But you know, as far as the division goes, uh, your Rams. I mean, I know the I understand the 49ers, The running game is obviously depleted right now. But uh, based on how it goes, uh. And I know we'll get to your Rams in a little bit. I mean, right now, uh, the division could either be going, belong to your Rams or to San Francisco. But then, you know, it's week two. But there goes the the unpredictable verdict that I laid out most recently. But the whole story with San Francisco is, uh, you know, I, I gave a window, didn't I, before the season started, that there will be a four-week window to where we, we see if Trey Lynch is still under center or if the 49ers revert back to G- to Jimmy Garoppolo. So I didn't quite get it right, but I was halfway there. But, well, at least, I mean, the 49ers, like you said, they're back to exactly where they want to be, right?
0: Hmm.
1: You know, when John hears this, John better be nervous when it comes to week seven. Well, I
3: did. I uh, well. Uh, speaking of Mr. John Misak, I did actually speak to him about this uh, when he recapped the game between Dallas and Cincinnati on Cowboys Talk. We did actually uh, speak a little bit about about the rest of the week because we really felt that we had to. Like it was just such an unpredictable week. We, we we just couldn't we couldn't help it. If you if I if I if you will, but if we're now with Denver and Houston, I mean you know you know how Ricky loves mentioning that there's certain games that he'll fall asleep. I think that Houston and Denver is a perfect example of that. Now, if he's in the back, if he can confirm quickly, Ricky, is this a is this an example of uh, the falling asleep uh, situation that you like to
0: describe? No, it's exactly like I said. Denver fans don't get excited just because you got Russell Wilson. Don't mean dick.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he confirmed one thing, but playmaker. I tell you, I tr- watching watching the highlights because because you know. Part of the prep for the show is, you know, watching the highlights and studying, do the research, you know, being a journalist. But I, I got to tell you, even watching the highlights, you're just kind of like, like, is this even I asked myself, is this even worth covering? But it is.
1: But the, the Master of mayhem didn't watch. But what I'm about to tell him is right up this alley. You know what happened in the game? Master of Mayhem. They was already coming in without what? Three receivers. Jerry Judy gets, hit, gets injured in the second quarter.
0: And didn't come back. Nah, no no no. No 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 no. Hey hey hey. Goodbye.
3: <laughs> um playmaker, I think at first they said that it was a shoulder injury, but I think they I mean what what is what was the official diagnosis it if was you a uh, they, injury. He didn't come back.
1: Patrick Santana, okay. the second guy injured with a shoulder injury, he didn't come back. I'm sitting here trying to figure out why is Houston still hanging with with the Broncos right now. Oh, they lost Jerry and Judy like 16 minutes into the damn game. Patrick Sertan went right behind them, And it took to the damn fourth quarter for Wilson to find a throw a touchdown pass to a damn tight end.
3: Who, who actually,
1: that tight end, I think that was the only catch he had in the game, too. And I say I'm that' thinking like, Ricky's gonna have a ball as the season goes along with the Denver Broncos because this is exactly what he was talking about. Check check this out, playmaker. May I give you Russell Wilson's uh passing
3: uh stats? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So he 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 attempted 31 passes, but do you want to take a wild guess how many complete? How many were completed?
1: I really don't care.
3: Well, I know you don't care, but believe me, like, this is, I think this is also the part where we're concerned because he only had 14 completions. Because John Misak was very, John Misak was one who brought it
1: up. He was concerned about this. 14 for 31. I want, I want him to message me and tell me how he felt about that Jets game coming up in week seven now. Oh, yeah. especially what the Jets did. Yeah. I got a feeling Ricky's might win his bet. My face, they just even don't have. Well, I'm not worried about it
3: because I didn't, ba- I didn't bury Ricky for making that pick.
1: So then I go from one monstrosity to another one. Goddamn, Las Vegas!
3: <laughs> I actually caught the end of that game because it, it was actually broadcasted after the Cowboys game went off the air.
1: All right, so who <laughs> did y'all pick to win the ALC West again? The correct, well, <laughs> not looking good right now because
3: when, first of all, <laughs> are, you, one, are you nine, surprised? Are you surprised that I'm lapping my butt off right now?
1: Because because you know because you, you know the <laughs> looking good whatsoever right now. They got smacked by the car by the Chargers in Week One. You had the us down about 20 points, and they come back and take it over. Oh, by the way, you um. I know Ricky didn't watch the game, but let me tell you how this went down. <laughs> now, it's a two-point conversion, correct? Calumar is a yeah. guy. He hikes the ball. <laughs> All right. He stands in the pocket. The rush is coming. No, let me bail out. All right. No, nope, I don't see nobody. Oh, the rush is still coming. Let me run to the other side of the field. Nobody's still opening. All right. Uh Russ still coming. Let me duck and weave and move around some more. Uh, you know what? I'm sitting here. I'm tired. I just stand here for like 20 seconds looking down at that damn field. Nobody's open. I'm just gonna run it in my damn self.
3: <laughs> a tw- what was it? A, a 20 point lead for the Raiders?
1: Evaporated.
3: A 20 hey, point lead down the toilet.
1: You let Kyle Murray stand back there. He got the pick. He said he wanted me. He looked at McDonald's. He said, No, nah, I don't want that one. Oh, get yeah, oh, let me move out of the way. And Burger King. No, nah, nah, I'm not feeling that one. Oh, let me keep moving around. Ooh, A sounds really good. Oh, no, oh, wait a minute. That's a roadblock right there. Can't go that way. Uh let me go right here over to this check out yeah, water burger. And not feeling them right now. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna run right here to you know to this pizza hut right here. And I'm gonna go ahead and grab me couple of pizza slices real quick and get this two-point conversion. And now I see y'all in overtime.
3: He's torturing me. He's torturing me.
1: You see how long that took me to say all that? That's the exact amount of time Kyle Murray had on that damn play. And then, you know, make it worse, you get it in overtime. Hunter Renzo does not that not once, but twice. And the second time, uh, l- well, the luck was gone because the second
3: time Bye-bye.
1: Well, bye. I'm
3: going wasn't, back wasn't to the, the, wasn't the play before The play before, I think, was a dropped interception. That could have been a pick six, I believe. Sounds well, good. who knows if it could have been a pick six. I mean, it, it definitely would have. It definitely probably would have been enough to put Arizona in field goal range.
1: That ticked me to hell off. How in hell do you let Arizona win? Arizona should be 0-2 right now. And then we go from that monstrosity to what was almost a monstrosity. Which includes my team, but I'll get to them with Ramley talk. So, uh, yeah, man. The comeback that wasn't is all yours.
3: Yeah, because I'm going to talk about something that, you you know, obviously you don't like to hear, but the Rams defense is a question mark. But you know know what's funny? You know what's funny about this game? You know uh, what the Rams almost did, right? They almost blew a certain lead, but do you want? Do you, I mean, I know that. I mean, I, I would ask Ricky, but uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, there was a certain lead that the Rams had at one point, but it was, uh, it, but it was almost blown. Uh, do you want to give the reminder, or shall I? Or, or, or Ricky, do you want to give? Do you want to do? Do you want to do the honors? Ricky didn't
1: watch the game. <laughs> yeah, he didn't watch none of the afternoon games. He watched the 1 cut games. He Your Los
3: Angeles Rams. Nearly once had a 20 to three lead and it was almost blown away. And it's funny, it's the Atlanta that was down twenty eight to three, not Los Angeles.
1: I would say it is, you know, I had brought a Hunter red, you know, one, one of the nice good slot receivers who doesn't really come with the ball, but he caught it up twice against the Cardinals. You know another you know another actually who who's sure-handed and catches almost everything that comes his way oh Cooper Cooper and mm-hmm. what did he do he coughed it up I mean it's not only that but you know
3: Matthew Stafford another two interceptions so so the so the deep I mean the defense you know you'll give up the, those plays but then the offense I've had like uh is, is is this uh are these like symptoms of a Super Bowl hangover, playmaker?
1: I ain't made my decision.
3: Now, so, yeah, because you know I spoke about this about Cincinnati. I mean, a, a super a Super Bowl hangover is definitely those are definitely the signs and the symptoms. But, but I mean, hey, what what do those teams have have a win
1: so far? Yeah. But they did start out 0-1. You got anything to say while you in the background about my team, sir?
0: Absolutely positively not.
1: So like you said, he didn't watch it. And speaking of those, and speaking of the other team that was in the Super Bowl, them Cincinnati Bengals. Damn a goddamn hangover. How do you upgrade the one position the one problem that you have? You upgrade it. And your quarterback is still getting his ass
3: whooped. Well, simple, because obviously the moves does not equal to an upgrade. He was sacked six times. I think that's 13 for the season so far for Joe Burrow. Am I right? Yes. And I said on Cowboys talk, one of the keys to victory is that Cowboys are going to have to sack Joe Burrow at least four times. They did it six times. And interestingly enough, you know, the, the matchup between Jamar Chase and Trayvon Diggs, the stats of that game, well, I certainly mentioned that on Cowboy talk but Jamar Chase did, did not give Trayvon Diggs a hard time. As a matter of fact, I should mention that both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were held to 100 yards receiving. It, and Joe
1: Burrow was held it, it, to
3: under 200 yards what, passing. You
1: know what? Everybody want to give Trayvon Diggs his, his due because he Jamar Chase had two catches for like a 14 yards. Yeah, when well, you got a goddamn eleven in white, it makes it easy for you.
3: Yeah, Micah Parsons, and yeah, isn't it isn't it amazing that when the Cowboys selected him, that it was amazing he was still there and the Cowboys took him. Micah did- Parsons, four sacks in the season, and I should mention this as I mentioned this on Cowboys Talk. He is the fourth Cowboy in history to have multiple sacks within the first two games. Demarcus Lawrence did it back in 2017. 17, excuse me, DeMarcus Ware back in 2011, and Charles Haley in
1: 1994. How in the hell is Jamar Chase supposed to get the ball when number nine keeps seeing 11 in his goddamn face?
3: Because apparently it seems that the Cincinnati has still has no offensive line. Well, you know, ironic, a, a, a current Bengals offensive lineman is a former cowboy. That would be Lyle Collins and... Well, I mean, he he got penalized a few times. I mean, he he got you know he he had a bad day in the office. Yeah. But go, the go, offense go, go, got up go, off go, to a good start. Go, go, but go. we see all of a sudden the offense, the Cowboys' offense sputters. The play calling again goes back to being deeply conservative. That's why freaking Kellen Moore drives me crazy. Starts off good and then like that the, the running game still you know not being full to the potential.
1: Hey, you. Hush! You got you beat us. You beat the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Oh,
3: yeah. oh, I'm gonna hush. Yeah, the offense could have been a whole lot better. I'm gonna hush. Yeah.
1: You weren't supposed to be in the lead in the goddamn way. The fact that you had that damn lead was freaking surprising.
3: It was nearly blown, blown away, okay? It was nearly blown away, okay? The offense sputtered. You saw it.
1: And if it was blown away, it would have been it would have been the world would have been right because y'all weren't supposed to be beating the damn Cincinnati Bengals. Little yeah, we, considering that I had them, I had Cincinnati winning twenty-seven to ten. Okay, all three of us had, and all the damn were had Cincinnati win. That's why Michael Irvin went on first taking acting a damn fool. Goddamn Cooper Rush two one zero. I think that's incorrect. I and mean, go to the next screen oh uh, how the hell could we can i can i say that for last oh my god <laughs> he just says no i can do it before i get started <laughs> i'm gonna let ricky remind the people what he said about the baltimore rays when we did our preview
0: I really honestly don't remember.
1: <laughs> when it came to Lamar Jackson
0: and him not getting his contract.
1: Oh, for God's sake.
0: Right, I think regardless of whether or not he's getting his contract or not, all I got to say is this. The Miami Dolphins came back from a 21-point deficit. And haven't done that since 2005! 2005! 17 lowly years ago. I was 12 years old.
1: Hmm.
0: And apparently, apparently the trademark, oh, nobody can figure out Lamar bullshit, happened in the second half of the game on Sunday. Because the Miami Dolphins came back from 21 down and scored with 11 seconds left to take the lead.
1: I still like, feel good about myself because uh, who picked the Dolphins to win it? You. Not the way that I wanted them to do it, but damn it, they won. Now here's my thing. Demar Jackson threw a seventy-five-yard touchdown. He ran for a seventy-five touchdown run. First player to do that since Michael Vick. Was that two thousand four, two thousand five? That might have been the same year. I don't recall. 2004, I believe. So Lamar Jensen, for the most part, did his job. But let me ask this question. And I'm pretty sure this is a rhetorical credit but most people don't answer to this. When you hear the Baltimore Ravens, what comes to mind? Crackpicks. Makes... <laughs> when you hear Baltimore Ravens, does a, a Ray Lewis pop in your head, does a Terrell Suggs pop in your head, maybe even an Ed Reed, you know, be talking defense. Ray Lewis. What did the both know forget about in the fourth damn quarter? Defense. So you let Tyree here beat you for a touchdown granted because that is tyreek here he's going to get at least one correct Bear man he's going to get at least one, deep one he's called a cheater for a reason but the very next position he gets behind you again with nobody within 20 yards of him where's the secondary where's baltimore john harbaugh i'm looking at you
3: they were sleeping
1: i'm not gonna get into the stats because i gotta say that for a 28.4 quarter, twenty-eight to three
3: was was actually that was actually the fourth quarter. Miami's well,
1: fourth quarter, Miami's No. Fourth quarter three, For the Miami Dolphins to go to the big crab cake and take down the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, and if you put money on this game, I know you will pissed off. That fourth fourth quarter came and you just seen the lead just trickle down, trickle down, trickle down, trickle down. And all of a sudden, you got a big fat L. In an embarrassing fashion,
3: if I may. Mm, mm, mm. All we can go
1: to do I see Cleveland on my screen?
3: Oh, you see, oh, you see Cleveland, all right. <laughs> oh, okay, playmaker. You see, when 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 Ricky told me that he wasn't gonna watch football for the rest of the day, you know what the ironic part about that was? It was right after not only Miami completed the comeback, but when the New York Jets completed their comeback. In a span which was like what two minutes?
1: <laughs> How y'all feel about that damn elf now? That actually made Ricky go off on Saturday. A fucking elf. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: so. Is that is, well. Right. I Maybe mean, nah,
1: let, let me put this to bed because I know when Nick Chuck came out and said he messed up and whatnot. Nick Chuck, you do not apologize for what you did because you know why. Because your ass did what you're supposed to do. Three touchdowns. You're supposed to score. When you score, you made the game a 13-point game. Your dumbass kicker, on the other hand, didn't make it 14 because he missed the damn ass point. No, and
3: Cooper, then Cooper had a good game.
1: And then your dumb ass secondary forgot how to stick right receiver for the New York Jets out of all people.
3: Just end the season, man. Just end the season.
1: Joe Fluco. <laughs> <Fucco. laughs> another two minutes. Score 14 points. To beat you in your home opener with the goddamn FYS, the 50 yard line loco.
3: And check this out. Corey Davis, two catches for 83 yards.
1: Huh. Oh judge. You know why? Because one of them touchdowns was him going for a 75 yard with nobody near him. Like, I'm going to say I'm gonna say this, like I said, on Snowman in the Morning. October can't get here fast enough, to Cleveland can't all Y'all better off watching your basketball team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, than watching the Browns.
0: Fuck Can Brownie the team? Elf. Fuck him in the big asshole with a big rubber Elfie dick.
1: You can't let go of the elf. Can you cuss the Browns out for what they did? Because you, of all people... That fucking
0: elf deemed them dead. The fucking mascot is a goddamn dog. Not a fucking elf. You fucking unoriginal bastards.
1: You let the Jets beat you in less than two minutes. The Jets. By the way, we ain't done with talking to New York teams because New York teams had a great weekend. A very great weekend. But before I get to them... Uh, I said it. It was going to happen. and God damn it. It pisses me off. It might have been Legally. Because they show weren't pretty. But damn it, Ricky's Patriots went to Pittsburgh and beat the Stillers yet (laughs)
0: again.
3: Now, I'm pretty sure this is the game that
0: you
1: watched, Ricky, so go ahead.
0: I actually watched uh, quite a few at the same time. Oh, my team, my team, my team. Should have lost the game, by the way. I was going to say that. Their offense looks horrible. Their defense looks horrible. Pittsburgh shot themselves in the foot quite a few times. And no, Mitchell Trubisky is not the answer at quarterback because he was very pretentious on throwing the ball or well, the play calling. Was everything short? Bullshit. That Pat's defense does not swarm the way they're supposed to. The running game was good, died, came back at the end. That's the only way that they won the game.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead, Bear man. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I
3: kind of feel so Ricky. I mean, uh, the way Patriots win at 17 14. The fact that the Patriots were shot in the fourth quarter, too. Huh. <laughs> I mean, Trubisky, twenty-one for thirty-three, one hundred and sixty-eight yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Everybody was all over was all over Trubisky after week one, weren't they? It was all <laughs> over was, you see, I don't blame you for being silent because the because you know what's true. Everybody was all over Trubisky after week one, and we see the results right there. I'm like, well, there you go. One game is not gonna solidify the guy. Okay, and of course, Mike Tomlin goes out there and makes a statement, that says that he's going to be patient.
0: Patient, okay? my left nut. See that—that's you. 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 You upset the AFC champions the week before with him throwing the ball around the yard. Now <laughs> you're going to put a fucking cock on his uh, a chain on his cock and tell him not <laughs> to sling the ball around the field. Are you out of your fucking mind? The Patriots defense is not the fucking 49ers defense. It's not the Buccaneers defense. Hell, it ain't even close to the fucking Rams defense. And this pussy ain't throwing the ball? Are you fucking kidding me? His numbers were better in week one than they were yet, were on Sunday. And he had a ton more opportunities to do it with a hurt fucking running back. And he didn't throw the ball like a fucking Mamby Pamby idiot. So can I ask you this, Ricky? Was Mitch Trubisky
3: just being absolutely gutless? Or did he just simply underestimate his own self and it bit him right in the ass?
0: I'll be honest with you. I think the play calling for the Pittsburgh Steelers was, was dumb. Personally, it was dumb. Take advantage of a secondary that's not as strong as it was in years past. There's not one Pro Bowl corner on this team and you can't throw the ball around the yard, I'm not going to tote any freaking numbers, but when they got torched by Miami the week before, Pittsburgh should have took advantage of having that secondary. Did they? Absolutely not. And when you got a banged up running back, well, let's not give him the ball as much. We're going to give it more to the backup than we are going to be the starter. That was case in point. That pass rush is not the same. The team, the defense for the Patriots is not the same. And you want to top that all off. The only positive thing I could take out for the Patriots on Sunday was their offensive line because they got called out in week one and they finally, finally stood on their fucking heads for four quarters of a game. That's the only positive I'll take out of the Patriots game.
1: All right, goddamn Pittsburgh!
0: All right, uh, whew. it's not Pittsburgh, it's Shitzburg.
1: Whatever, I don't even care. One more time, I paid them, and they still can't beat the damn Patriots, no matter who, who's that damn quarterback. Speaking of a guy who was who used to be a Patriot, that guy had. Had needed to exercise his demons down in New Orleans against them Saints and uh Dermot. Jameis turned into Jameis.
3: Yeah, but we also I mean apparently should we should we be surprised about uh Mike Evans?
1: I mean we'll get to him, but it ain't about him. Jameis turned into Jameis. When do you have a team that has been whooping Tom Brady's ass since he became a Buccaneer? And in you're game- the difference of the reason why Tom Brady can go off in the sunset knowing that he finally beat the damn Saints.
0: I just want to go on record and say this. If there was any game to nap to till the f- seven minutes in the fourth quarter, was this game Both offenses were absolutely miserable. Miserable. Even 45-year-old Thomas Edward Brady was completely garbage.
3: You're not you're not wrong, Ricky. 18 for 34, 190 yards.
0: And I don't want to hear oh, it's because we didn't have Chris Godwin and we didn't have this guy, and we didn't have... No. I don't want to hear that. Okay? It's
1: just the Saints and the Buccaneers defense are both top five.
0: Okay, but you also had a Saints team that did not have a good running game because there was no Alvin Kamara. He was scratched an hour before game time. So, if you really looked for anything for Jameis to freaking bite off of, was definitely not the running game. That's first off. Second off, whatever bullshit that happened in the fucking fourth quarter between Lattimore shooting his mouth off to Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette standing there with a thumb up his ass. Oh, here comes Mike Evans. Let's pounce fucking Lattimore across the fucking field and get ejected. And then, as much as anybody doesn't want to say it, they don't want to hear it, they don't want to see it, the three fucking monkeys. The refs gave fucking Tampa everything they wanted so they can get Tom Brady out of the fucking building. Because there were plays in that fourth quarter, there was missed calls, there was spotting of the ball, which I thought was bullshit. And automatically now all of a sudden, it's fucking 3-3 with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And now points are being scored. Twenty points scored in fucking seven minutes. Give me a fucking break.
1: <laughs> I, I hear you, but
0: Davis went to three damn picks. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that again. I mean, the fucking refs. The refs pretty much should have just said, "Tom Brady, drop your drawers on the fifty-yard line, and we're all going to give you fellatio at the same time." Give me a fucking <laughs> break.
3: I mean, you're not you're not wrong at all, Ricky. But you know, the three interceptions. I mean, of course, uh, it, it's no surprise because Darnell. You made the point clear at the beginning when you reminded us that Jameis Winston was being Jameis Winston,
1: right? And you know, you know, you know. You know when I watch these shows like Get Up in First Take, Dan O'Leowski showed the reason why Jameis is the way that he is you're trying to hit Chris Olavi who's been double team but guess who's running open underneath that will be 13. who's number 13 oh that is Michael Thomas who's the number one receiver in New Orleans Michael Thomas hmm he's running free underneath why is you going deep This is the stuff that makes James the way that he is. He wants to go deep. He wants the big play. If you don't take that short five-yard in and let Michael Thomas do what he need to do, you wanna get your ass whooped in the fourth quarter. This is the stuff that makes me angry with quarterbacks like him. And speaking of quarterbacks, Jared Goff played a complete game as a Detroit Lion. And they beat Ricky's favorite quarterback to pick on, Carson Wentz, and the Washington Commanders.
0: Thank fucking God. (laughs) Four touchdowns for Jared Goff. Four
3: freaking touchdowns.
0: Not for anything. I said this when we went into week one. Goff is like Ryan Fitzpatrick. They both are almost in the same old. They have a good season. They have a shit season. And then they trend back upwards again. Now, from my recollection from week one, you know, when they played the uh, the Sheagles, um, Jared Goff's numbers weren't that bad in that game either. And now he puts up this amount on the Washington Commanders. Good job,
1: Jared Goff. Deep Detroit's looking pretty good. you give giving people something to think about.
0: They're, they're not good. going to be a... I don't think they're going to be as much of a pushover like Eric said earlier. They are a team and on we'll the
1: see, rise. And speaking
0: of a team that uh, looked good Sunday,
1: what's it on my man? Team that also looked good on Sunday. Hmm. Didn't, uh, didn't I? Didn't say that a team has a one at a certain place in seven tries? Yeah, the Jaguars and the Colts. And who did I pick again? You picked the jo- uh, the Jaguars. Hm. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Uh, I... Well, okay, not over.
3: Well, oh, well, okay. I guess when I said over three, I, that's basically uh that that's. For- the fact that he had zero touchdowns and three picks. So sometimes when I see a quarterback that has a game where he has zero touchdowns with three picks, I just can't help it but say he went 0 for 3. But even though that's not true because you know with passing he went 16 for 30. But I think you guys I think you guys get what I was trying to say, right?
1: Are you how you feeling, Matt but, Ryan? How you how you how you doing over there, sir? You know, you, you got your ass and it's you, you didn't even score a single point. I mean,
3: I mean, th- this is what's so disappointing. Jonathan Taylor nine carries for fifty-four
1: yards, but no touchdowns. For fantasy purposes, I don't know. that's obviously frustrating. I don't
2: know.
0: The I'm just him
1: up every time they got. Every time he touched the ball, you had three jaguars right
0: there. I'm just oh, gonna I go know. on record by saying this: uh, a lot of fantasy picks, for example, sample Jonathan Taylor, have not had good numbers the first two weeks of the season.
3: Well, how do you think I feel? Because I'm the one who picked Taylor in the overall.
0: Thank God I did not draft fantasy football this year.
1: Uh, uh, all right. Enough. Enough of that. I mean <laughs> I mean, I am the one who picked the underdogs and is that's three for me right there, correct?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ricky and I are over three. Well, if, if I want to talk about over for three, that's me and Ricky. Oh,
0: I'm not done. I'm over uh, the weekend. Who cares? Uh, the last That's... game I didn't get to is the other team up in New York. Who oh. Barely <laughs> won. <laughs> <laughs> they barely <laughs> won.
1: I don't care who a the win, damn it. I picked the Giants, and the Giants took down Baker Mayfield, Kishim McCarran, and the Carolina Pets to go 2 0. So I guess
3: the, so Ricky can I ask you
0: this are, are the Panther, Panthers truly trash then? Um I'm not going to say that they're truly trash. I just think that they really have not found their niche yet.
3: Okay.
0: Think of it this uh, way. The, the Panthers through two games have lost by a combined how many points? Cuz they didn't blow out the they didn't lose by much to the Browns and they didn't lose by much to the Giants. I think it's a total of what six points, five
3: points.
0: Right. <clears throat> so it's not the pan, It's not that the Panthers' off defense is horrible. It's their offense is horrible. They can't put up points or enough points. I should Danger, say to win. È-
1: <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, show me them records. <laughs> I
0: don't have them up oh you don't have them what? i don't have them, oh, like... i should i should have known i should have known. nope i just didn't <laughs> download them i rushed you can see how well this show has been going so far for me
1: i think it's been going quite quite
0: well oh i've already fucked up a graphic so it's okay uh, we'll be still
1: averaging two
0: thousand downloads two thousand do we go to a break or do we go to uh Thursday
1: don't worry I got them see this is what happens when you download stuff and you save them on your phone.
0: Yeah, and then I have to reprogram them all
1: mm-hmm. So uh The two gentlemen that does the show with me went for a uh, six and ten week two Yours truly reverse the numbers I have a nice four-game lead on the press, which probably ain't going to last long, because knowing him, we're probably going to start making picks and start making his comeback.
3: Oh, wait, so he is part of the Pick'em program.
0: No, not on ESPN.
1: Not on ESPN. There's the three uh, of us. For the show.
0: No choice.
1: And Bearman, you have a lot of catching up to do. You're like, really?
0: Yeah. Buddy. Every show needs a horse's ass. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's you. Yes, I am. And then, all right, and quickly, real quickly, my play of the week, I have three. It's the trio of the Miami Dolphins. Two of Tony Balloa, Tyreek here, and Jalen Waddle. Water 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 water. Them three and what they did. I'm pretty sure you heard it all week for the past three, two days of what the numbers they had and the numbers they put up. So, them three, my players of the week for week too. Any objections? Nope. Nope. All right. Commercial break, and then we're going to preview this
0: sad
2: Thursday night.
0: Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions is now partnered with NFLShop.com. NFLShop.com, which is brought to you by Fanatics, brings you amazing team items like game day jerseys, hats t-shirts hoodies team banners and more check out the link below for great amazing everyday deals on nflshop.com okay
1: all right so thank you for that yet again another sponsor of rise of NFL get your get your gear get your sportswear and also if you want to contribute to our show you have our paypal down at the bottom of the ticker Go ahead and join the show, especially I know y'all love how this setup is, how we bring the information and effects to the show. Because the reviews show it all. So go ahead, you know, keep the show going by donating if you can. All right, I've been messing with Ricky all night long because he's been out in the background, but now his game like, is the reason why he doesn't want to show his goddamn face.
0: No, I'm just not in the mood. This I have is... my I have my mail PMS uh that
1: too. Man. that too, but it's games like this the right
0: Ricky goes off when it comes to Thursday Night. What is this? It's the Battle of Shitsburg at the toilet bowl, you know, fucking uh what does they call him again? Brownie the elf? We should put Brownie on the shelf
1: you you are you gonna subject Al Michaels, the great Al Michaels. And I love Kurt Hershey when he calls games. So this monstrosity here. So it is monstrosity. By yeah. the way, before you continue, uh last week was the first game on Amazon Prime. What what would you think of how it looked on Amazon Prime?
0: Listen to it on the radio.
1: I think you listen to it on the radio.
0: Bear man. Yup. Yeah. We can't see you. <laughs>
1: You know what? You don't want to have the technical difficulties. He went sideways. You don't like Amazon Prime?
3: I mean, as far as shopping-wise, it's definitely a reliable source, but uh, watching football on Amazon Prime, <laughs> not my thing.
0: Let me tell you, from, from the reviews that I heard about, Amazon Prime, oh, my God. Um. Yeah, apparently the uh, the game glitched a lot. Wasn't shocked, but it depends uh, depends on
1: what network you had because when I did it perfectly clear, no glitches, no nothing. I got to watch it straight through it. No problem,
0: yeah. I think it was, it, I think it was kind of okay on the uh, on the Wi Fi, but I don't think it was great on people's uh, smart TVs.
1: You know, that's why I watched it on a smart TV.
0: Well, a lot of people complained that it glitched, so uh.
1: Everybody Wi-Fi ain't the same.
0: A lot of people don't live in New York either, but that's besides the point. Why you got to bring New York in this? Because I can.
1: This ain't nothing about New York. Okay, we know you damn sports team, By all the sports teams doing well in New York. The damn Giants, the Jets, the Yankees, and the goddamn Mets. So, and by the way, con- congratulations on finally making a postseason.
0: So supposedly, the... Uh, my, the the line right now currently as of nine ten p.m. on the twentieth of September twenty twenty two is minus four and a half under over thirty eight. Who's getting the four and a half? I believe the home team is getting the four and a half.
1: Uh. All right, let's get this over with because I really don't want to spend. This. Bear man, which crappy team are you taking? Oh my god! And now you know how I felt when I had to pick the Detroit or Washington.
0: Oh, that was a that was a money pick, man. What are you kidding? It turned out to be a money pick. It was a money but, pick. I was glad I put money on that one. Alive on the air. See, hey, you pay the bills for the rest of the month.
3: You know what? <clears throat> I, I, I mean, it, it's more than that. It's the fact that I've not been good with the picks at all so far this season. I mean, honestly, I've been at, I've been atrocious. You still got a pick. You know what? I'm probably just gonna make a bigger fool out of myself. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh.
1: One for the away team, Master of Mayhem. Home team. One for the home team. That means that leaves it up to me to see which one they're going along with the other team. Tavisky versus Harris, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then you have. Beyonce Johnson, Clay Staple, George Pickens, No TJ
0: Walker Pittsburgh, but No Jaden Iconic for
1: Cleveland.
0: He hasn't made an impact all year.
1: Yeah, you're right. But still, they threw that out there. So, uh, the Browns secondary don't know how to cover a Jets receiver, so I must you out to cover a skills receiver. But yet again, Trubisky is the damn quarterback. You know what? Give me Pittsburgh. That means the Mass of is long Wolf and Brownie the Elf. Fuck Brownie
0: the Elf. So,
1: all right, that's enough of that. And the craziness that was the football. Oh, no, the craziness doesn't stop because I got buried down the ground. All right, got to talk all this football,
0: man. All oh, and. Crazy. uh little side note before we go off the air. Tampa Bay has signed Cole Beasley to a $29 million contract over the next two years. Starting out on the practice squad will be activated before Sunday's game against Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I'm actually glad you said that because, yeah. By the way, we're going to figure out something about Saturday because I got something going on. We got something going on, so we might figure out something about Saturday. Nevertheless... Somehow, some way, we would get the picks up and running, so y'all know who we got. But that's further down. Tomorrow, bear down the gridiron, seven p.m. Me and Bearman with the prez running the show in the back. College football because a lot went on the college football. And I get now it's my turn to laugh. Bearman had his turn last week. Now it's my turn. So Bearman, any final words? Nope. Anything
3: else, Master
0: Mayhem? Nope. The Master Mayhem. I farted. There you go. (laughs) He doesn't have the soundbite, so he created it. Yes, real live and in person. Nope,
1: but until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I am the Playmaker. Have a wonderful night.
0: You've just experienced Arch Rivals Football Season 4. Click that like button and subscribe so you'll be notified when a new Arch episode is live on the air. Check out our sponsor links down below for everyday deals on Fanatics, NFLShop.com, and Points.com. Need merch? Check out www.paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merch at amazing prices. Tune in again next time for Arch Rivals Football. Season four.